0: Hello fellow Robocapitals, hope you're well. So a new interview, rare interview from Zoltan Pozar where he issues a bombshell warning about the commodity space. Something we follow very closely on this channel. So let's get right into this article from Zero Hedge and check it out. So Zolt, the title here, Zoltan interview, you basically see a commodity supercycle in embryonic form. So a supercycle has started. <laughs> oh, he says that the world changed 12 months ago. Here's a quote: You basically see a commodity supercycle in embryonic form, but it's going to grow very fast. That's key. If geopolit- if geopolitics gets more complicated, you set the stage for a big bull run. Well, I personally think that geopolitics definitely going to get more complicated when you look at what's happening with the United States, the UK, Europe, the West, basically, China, India, Russia, Saudi Arabia. I don't know how it's going to get less complicated in the next three, five years. So let's move on down the article. But before we do, guys, I want to make sure I remind you all to go to com and get your tickets ASAP. We've only got about two or three weeks before the event. I just... Got done speaking with Steve Van Meter, who's a VIP guest there. Uh, We're going to be hanging out with Steve. He's talking about doing kind of like a pre-party, his own (laughs) pre-party for fans of his prior to the cocktail party on Friday evening. So needless to say, uh, this is an event that you're not going to want to miss. You can go right over to Rebel Capitalist Live. You can check out the speakers. Uh, Here it is, rebelcapitalistlive.com. Mike Maloney, Peter Schiff. Just to name a few, so you guys check that out. Get your tickets ASAP. Again, this is an event you are not going to want to miss. We got Mister. Well, I don't know why Steve's picture is not here. Josh, we got to put Steve's picture up here ASAP. He's definitely going. That's for sure. He's talking about his. He's talking to me about his pre-party, but we got Kiyosaki, uneducated economist Tracy ShuCart, throw Van Meter on the list, and uh, we're gonna have a blast. But let's get back to this zero hedge article. So in Zoltan Pozar's most recent interview, pursuant to his missive entitled War and Peace. Wow, that's a pretty, <laughs> that's pretty epic. During the conversation, he laid out a rather con- and rather concisely the main points of this report. So he listened, wrote the following uh, kind of outlining what he said. Now, if you guys want to listen to the interview, and again, this is a very rare interview. I'm, I'm actually pretty surprised that he did it but it is up on YouTube. But the main talking points are what I want to discuss. He goes over the narratives, the competing narratives right now for the commodity space, commodity prices. Number one, high prices combined with rate hikes will crash the prices like it did during the Volcker era. Supporting this uh, claim was what happened in the 1970s. You had the commodity prices really go up. And then when Volcker jacks rates, recession comes commodity prices crash. So narrative two, and this is kind of what he's pushing, is that this time, even if we get a recession, which he is acknowledging is a very high probability in uh, 2023, if not the beginning of 2024, commodity prices won't come down that much. So let's go over this idea. And then I'm going to give you my personal opinion. So he's saying that this time around, yes, we will have a recession. Yes, they're hiking interest rates, but everything else is different, especially on the supply side. Let's go over these talking points. The narrative says today is different, even though we are raising rates. The three things more influential over commodity prices that may overwhelm the rate hikes and the recession are lack of supply and lack of, or therefore lack of investment or I guess lack of investment, therefore lack of supply. Also, geopolitical tensions are rising, and this is always very bullish for commodity prices, and the EM changing body language regarding natural resources. I'm not sure exactly what he is referring to there, but I can tell you uh, my guess would be, I don't know what their changing body language is, but whenever you have an emerging market and you have this climate change narrative, it, it really clashes they clash with one another. Why? Because and I see it right here every day in Colombia. People are getting richer. The middle class is developing. And as people get richer, they go from riding a bicycle to driving a motorcycle to driving a car to driving an SUV. And it's the exact same thing with their eating habits they go from eating rice to eating protein and sugar. By the way, and it, it this just happens over and over and over again. Why? Because like everyone else on the planet Earth, they want a higher standard of living for themselves and their children. So, what do you need? What is the core component of a higher standard of living? That would be energy, and that would be commodities. So, you've got the Klaus types, World Economic Forum, the IMF, the central planners, authoritarian say, oh no, 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 we want to reduce the population. We want to reduce energy use. And then you've got the people in the EM markets like Columbia saying, no, 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 no. Yeah, that's fine and dandy. That's a good idea. We want clean air just like everybody. But I'm not going to give up my motorcycle. That ain't going to happen. And go back to riding a bicycle? Not just no, hell no. (laughs) And so I think that's what Zoltan is talking about. You've got such a massive population in these markets let's remember india for heaven's sakes it's not just china brazil and then you've got africa you got south america so you've got billions and billions of people that are trying to move up that economic ladder that are going to need to use more and more energy more and more commodities so this is happening while the central planners are raising interest rates this is happening while we're most likely going into a global recession so you do see that demand side deteriorating in the future, but he says that's going to be offset because of the supply constraints, lack of investment, and that demand, from that falling demand from a recession, most likely offset by increasing demand in emerging markets. I think that's what he's referring to here. Hello, fellow rebel capitalists. Got a quick question for you. Are you someone that realizes we are headed straight or an economic recession, maybe even worse. You also realize that the government is trying to restrict your freedom, liberty, and privacy on a daily basis. We've all heard in the news lately about central bank digital currencies, and it's not a matter of if we get them, it's simply a matter of when. But although you know we're facing all of these problems, you don't know what to do about it. How do you protect your wealth or grow your wealth when we're dealing with a very volatile economic environment? Or how do you maintain or increase your freedom and privacy when we have this woke Orwellian government that's trying to micromanage your life? Well, fortunately, I've got some good news for you. I have set up an event that is focused on helping you, the rebel capitalist, find solutions to these problems. It's all set up to help you build wealth and thrive in this world of out-of-control central banks and big governments. That event is Rebel Capitalists Live. It's going to be absolutely incredible. It's in Orlando, May 12th to the 14th. We're going to have speakers like Peter Schiff, Mike Maloney, Lynn Alden, Chris McIntosh, Brent Johnson, Jeff Snyder, Robert Barnes, just to name a few. So to get more information on how you can attend this incredible event, It's going to give you actionable intel that will help you prepare for the rest of 2023 and beyond. Go to rebelcapitalistlive.com, and I will see you in Orlando. So he goes on to say there's three things governing the second narrative. Production is not increasing because of ESG. We've been talking about that a lot on this channel. And the first person to really talk about that, pound the table there, was Chris McIntosh. Way back when I started talking to him in 2020, maybe even 2019, he was really pounding the table on this. So you got to give him a huge hat tip. And he's going to be at Rebel Capital Slide, by the way. <laughs> got to get in that that's a gratuitous plug. So majors are in oil are buying, back, are buying stock back due to uncertainty. And you can't blame them. There's He's talking about uncertainty uncertain, for permitting drilling over the next 10 years. Right. So if you're an oil company, what are you going to do? You've got the Klaus types breathing down your neck. You've got Greta Thunberg or Thunberg, whatever her name is, doing all this virtue signaling. And you've got that that Rute guy in uh, Denmark or wherever he is. You've basically got the entire EU with Ursula sitting there saying, oh, no, we're going. no one's going to be driving a, a gas car within the next five minutes or whatever their stupid time frame is. And so you, the oil companies look at that. They see the political narrative, and they say to themselves, well, what are you going to do? We're going to sit there and invest all these billions of dollars into drilling units that won't even be online for the next 15 years? Or are we just going to buy our shares back? most likely buy the shares back. And that prevents capital going in to creating more supply in the future. That creates a massive supply constraint. Other types have no desire to expand operations. Then he concludes by saying all these things sap future production coming online. Yeah, pretty straightforward. He says it's the same thing, not just with oil, gas, also copper, lithium. Then he talks about the geopolitics that we're all aware of. And we go into World War Three heaven forbid, but uh, that is definitely going to decrease the supply chains and decrease access to energy in particular. When you think about the fact that, well, I'd have to think that through, but I'll bet you the majority of oil the planet uses comes from one of those countries that would most likely be more favorable to Russia, China, India than they would be to, the United States and the West assuming that that's the direction you know again heaven forbid but we went into that world war 3 type scenario so now he talks about the demand side of the equation which I think is very interesting recessions kill consumer demand but they usually also kill company investment okay so he's talking about if demand goes down then they're going to invest even less than they would with everything else that we're referring to. I think the bottom line here, let me give you my personal opinion, is uh, he's just saying that supply is so constrained that even with decreased demand, the prices really aren't going to go down much, if at all, especially when you combine the geopolitical tensions that we're experiencing right now. My personal take would be uh, a little different. I totally get what he's saying. It makes a lot of sense. But I do think in order to buy into his narrative by placing – Uh, money down with what he is saying or setting up your portfolio in this way would require you to believe that we're going to have a soft landing. Uh, I don't think we are. I think we're going to have a hard landing. And I think that, you know, you look at these esoteric curves that Snyder talks about all the time, and they're not just predicting that the Fed is going to pause. They're not predicting that the Fed is going to pivot. They're predicting that the Fed is going to drop rates fast. I mean, drop rates by 100 basis points or more just by the end of 2023. So you have to sit back and ask yourself, okay, what would prompt the Fed to do this? Especially understanding that in the back of Powell's mind, he wants to do everything in his power to make sure he's remembered as Paul Volcker and not Arthur Burns. So understanding that mindset and the psychology, how bad would things have to be to get that guy that wants to be Paul Volcker, to drop interest rates by 100 basis points or more by the end of the year. That 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 is not a soft landing. And that is in an environment where demand is plummeting and going down fast, very, very fast. So since I have that little bit uh, different view maybe of the recession and what the esoteric curves are predicting, and that's where my money would be, because I, I know that's the smart money. And uh, they've been right many, many times in the past, so I don't know why they wouldn't be right again this time in 2023. So I, I guess the only thing that I would differ is I would see demand coming down to a point where it actually would bring down prices, understanding that there are those extreme supply constraints. But personally, that gets me even more excited about the investing strategy that I talk about on this channel and that we talk about all the time in great detail on rebel capitalist pro. And that's just right now I'm sitting in gold. I'm sitting in T bills. In fact, Josh and I have to roll over some T bills today and I'm just waiting for those commodity prices to come down. And when they do, bam, you pull the trigger, you set up your watch list, you take advantage of that. You just, then you go on vacation, wait 10 years, look at your portfolio, And I almost guarantee you, it's going to be a hell of a lot higher. (laughs) So that's my KISS strategy. Keep it simple, stupid. (laughs) All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market, capitalism. Get your tickets to Rebel Capitalist Live at rebelcapitalistlive.com. I will see you on the next video, and I will see you in Orlando May 12th through the 14th.